And good Saturday morning, everyone. I hope you're enjoying a nice and uh, peaceful weekend. We are in a mood indigo today, and why not? It's foggy here, it's yucky here, and it's moving day for or, for me, so or moving weekend anyway. So welcome. Hi, Leslie. Welcome. welcome, welcome. Good morning, Pam. Moving day, moving day. It's oh, yeah. a big excitement. It's oh, yeah. one of the hardest things to do. I hate it. I've done it in enough in my lifetime. I know. So you're a pro. At oh. It right now. oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love Betty's comment saying she loves today's music. Um, she feels like she's at a bar with Nicholas. Well, well, we we aim to be at a bar at nine a.m. on a Saturday morning. Absolutely, that's my kind. That's my kind. That's my kind of aspiration. Uh, oh my goodness! Especially yeah, we, when you're facing a a move. You know, they say that's one of the seven most stressful things um, that you can go through. Oh yes, moving, oh, yes. marriage, birth, birth, death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the job. major life changes. That's right. That's right. So, so uh, thankfully, uh, you sound like you have got it together, woman, which I admire. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> you just make it look easy, Pam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at everything that's around me, and I'm like, oh, God. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> I know. Anyway. We have Lori joining us now, too. Good morning, Good Lori. Good morning, Lori. And it's early out in out in the middle of the U.S. Yes, it is. And Thank you for joining us this early. Uh, We're happy to be part of your coffee routine. <laughs> and I'm going to need a lot of that today. Amen, sister. Yes. Betty, Betty says label all the boxes. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm actually putting things in bins, so I'll be labeling mm-hmm. bins, which will be a lot, lot more helpful. Some things are going into storage. Some things I'm moving next door and uh, to my sisters. Um, mm-hmm. Because back in the middle of December, my lovely landlord said, I'm putting the house up for, more, up for sale. And you have until February. I was like, okay. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, too. (laughs) Well, hey, the fact that you've turned it around and you've been able to do it is great. And I have to say a shout out and good morning or afternoon. Actually, Dahlia, I'm not sure. Actually, it would be afternoon where you are. Mm -hmm. Dahlia was able to join us. We were just tweeting right before. And I said, can you join the podcast today? Uh, that's said, great. Are you going to so join glad the podcast? And she said, when is it? I said, we're starting now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dahlia, I didn't know if you'd be able to jump on or not, but it's nice to see you, even if it's short. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're always happy to have our friends across the pond, so to that's speak. That's true. Um, that is true. And another good morning to Karen mm-hmm. um, from uh, Pennsylvania, the U.S. Uh, she is up this morning and I'm so happy to see her there so I've missed you friends I haven't been online much it's been a very 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 intense work week for me and um, so I haven't been on Twitter this is actually going to be a good chance to catch up 
and hear what's the latest news uh, is as well, because I have some news, because we did ask SR some things, but Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see everything going on in the on the social media scene, so... Oh, and Dahlia said it will be short. Unfortunately, she has a sick daughter today. Oh, Dahlia, that's so tough. That is Sending tough. her lots of healing wishes um, and hopefully a wonderful weekend for you as she recovers. Yes. And Lori, uh, actually, <clears throat> no, I'm on a waiting list for a couple of places. And uh, I won't know for at least a month what place I'm going to be going into. But mm-hmm. my sister lives next door, and I am going to be moving in with her until I can find a place. So uh, it's nice to be able to have that. That's exactly that, right. And we that share landing our... pad for your temporary stay. Yes. And I love the fact that Betty says you might find your Richard. So I think you might find your Richard too. I would love that. I, I would, would love, love that. that too. It would be so exciting. We might have to drag him on an adventure. Yes, considering <laughs> Fiddlesticks is playing in Niagara Falls this weekend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> for so those, for of, those you... of you who haven't heard, yeah. yes, we ha- we're, we're, the, we're the Pennsylvania groupies. Are we the Pennsylvania groupies? Pennsylvania yes. groupies, yes. For Fiddlesticks. Um. <laughs> and they are a Canadian, uh, uh, what do they call them, electric violin rock band or something like that. Yes. But it's, uh, they they play a, a lot of Celtic style music. Um, this the Steve Bauer, who is the um, violinist, he plays an electric violin, and it's uh, he he's a lot of fun. And then there is um, a bass player, and that's a very unusual looking bass. It's not the normal guitar shaped bass. It's I think it's connected more digitally than uh and than the normal bass player and the drummer uh percussionist but they have that's the three piece and they've got uh two piece and then they have a whole group at that play a lot of festivals in the ontario area and uh they're um they're a lot of fun we had a great time when we found them (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was it was actually magical. We were at an Irish pub on Niagara on the Lake. We were having dinner, had no idea we stumbled onto a night where they had live music. And these performances were just fantastic. Yeah. Um, the energy and the creativity. They also, not only do they play traditional Celtic stuff, but they also will um, take a new... T- place a new take on a um tri- a, a modern tune so you know when you, you're not living till you hear uh, uptown funk on the electric the electric violin, violin. or um, I'm, I'm putting the link on so you can see what we're talking about it is so much fun they are they were they so are. gracious um we liked them so much we found where they were playing the next night and went to see them the following night in niagara falls and we grabbed mj and her daughter paula and um jen uh, locklear locklear jennifer locklear morgan Mm -hmm. stayed back at the hotel we were actually up in niagara falls for a uh uh was it a romance romancing the falls Falls. that's right with the book it, it was a book signing event event that they had 
So it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. And we got in a little bit of trouble with, with Morgan because we kept Jennifer out late and she was <laughs> she was kind of hung over the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Yes, she was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were we were the bad influences, but it was so much fun. It was joyful, and I actually was sad Morgan couldn't join us because I really think he would have liked it because it was so quirky and fun, just it like was. Morgan. So, um, oh, yeah, he I'm had just a ball looking. I'm, oh, he would have loved it. I'm just looking at um, the chat room. Karen says, "I just realized I saw them along, I saw them along Celtic band called Seven Nations at a music in the park." Wow. Yeah, they do a lot of festivals, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Betty. Uh, said she'd offer you a room in Paul's farm, Pam, if she knew where uh, the farm was. Exactly. Well, as, as long <laughs> and, as Richard and shows Lori up. And said it's good your sister's there. Yeah. Um, I'm very thankful da- to my sister. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> and Dahlia said that sounds like a great fun group to be out with, sending Envy vibes right now. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Truly, Dahlia, they, the Envy vibes are deserved because it really, it was, it was fun. And it, it was, was magical. It was one of those types of nights when you just kind of wandered into wonderful situations and it was just so fun mm-hmm. um and the energy was so pure and it was it was just a really special it was a really special time so and we, um, we found too they, much fun they found a place in their hearts for her for us groupies <laughs> <laughs> they were la- they laughed we ended up chatting them up quite a bit um yeah. that first night as well as the second night um that we were there and they were grateful we were there the second night because the crowd was pretty quiet and the venue was, the band was far from the rest of, because there was a huge dance floor in between the band and the rest of the club. And so the venue wasn't intimate and fun like, uh, like the, the night other. prior. Yeah. So, but we made it fun and we got we up and we were dancing and so yeah, you... it was, it was really good. And, right. and Dahlia says, um, that just makes it unforgettable. Glad you had a great experience. Yeah. And Lori said yes. Envy vibes from me too. We and were trying if, to see if they would come. They were they go anywhere outside of Canada, but it seems they're pretty much up in the um, Greater Toronto, um, Ontario, the Ontario area. area. They yeah. don't. It doesn't look well. That's not true. I mean, Steve travels internationally and performs. He, does. he was like in Asia, Thailand, and so. He's been on a, a bunch of competitions, violin competitions. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, and I think he is a spokesperson for Yamaha mm-hmm. and the violin that, that he uses. <clears throat> but if you're ever in the Niagara on the Lake area, yeah, enjoy it. If and if you get a chance to go, go. It is yeah. a beautiful area. It's right on Lake Ontario. It's about uh, two hours from Toronto and a half an hour from uh, Niagara Falls, give or take. Mm-hmm. And the uh, it's just a quaint, neat little town. Um, the Prince, or the, I think it's the Prince of Wales Hotel, has a, a great tea if you're into afternoon tea. Um, little shops all along this little little spot. And I would go there anytime over over Niagara Falls, to be honest with you. Right. Niagara well, you have Falls to go to Niagara nice Falls to see to the once. falls. But to stay, yes. I would, yeah, I would much prefer the other um, yes. laid back, um, chilled vibe of Niagara on the lake. 
Um, yes. And I'm, I'm looking at their uh, revised website now. They, they do, um, actually, our dear friend Judith may have a chance to see them because apparently they have toured through Scandinavia um, before wow. and in Southeast Asia. So mm-hmm. who knows? They may be coming to a venue near you, but it is fun. And they are Canada's premier electric fiddle show, as they say. Yes. Um, yes. Just a boatload <laughs> of fun. I think, I even think, um, I dare say Gabriel might approve. I don't know. It might be a little bit too, oh, what do oh, you well, think? How about when we were in, at the Irish <laughs> pub? Mm-hmm. There, there was a guy and a girl at the way their tables were set up. They have a whole bunch of tables in long spots and you know you sit where they they sit you wherever if you're eating and there was a the guy and and this girl i'm like that could be gabriel and julia oh it was funny we really literally when we looked over his profile it was it was very gabriel like and we were just like giggling like we're 12 as as you know Uh we're apt to do um really (laughs) and 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 it it, truly like the i'm not gonna say he was he was like Julio because he wasn't quite to that caliber of Gabrielness, but he was very close, very close. Definitely had the Gabriel vibe. Yes, he did. Karen's laughing. Dressed down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I dressed down with Gabriel. (laughs) Well, he was more dressed down than Gabriel. Than Gabriel would would be, true. I think Gabriel would dress down in a vest and suit pants and shirt. Yeah. Maybe Although a sweater. I think, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's, his style's going to evolve a little bit now that he's. Uh, I don't see him as the a khaki, father, but not quite as, guy. not quite as dressed down as uh, this guy was. Laurie, Laurie's hearted that comment. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's hard to believe that was last year. I know. I know. We we need we to, to we, we need to, get to back there. we need to make a run for the border, Pam. We do, we do. <laughs> and uh, you know, Daya, there's this clothing shop near where I live. <laughs> I'm laughing at Daya's comment with flamingo prints. Well, they sell the pants that have the different prints on them, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't surprise me if they had flamingo pants. I could even see, you know, like the really, um, you know, how sometimes they have the golf pants that are very conservative, well, like these Brooks are Brothers, pants, but yeah. they'll have like selected prints. That would be really oh. funny. As Betty yeah, says, I mean, Gabriel I, they... doesn't do casual. He only knows suits, cashmere sweaters, and tuxedos. That's true. This is true. But do, do we need anything else besides that? No, really. Uh, and, and swimsuits, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he likes shoes. He does like shoes. So, that's you know, one of the yeah, things I love most me. about Gabriel, his appreciation of a a lovely set of shoes. Yes. His podiatric, well, well, what do we call it, the podiatric uh, opportunity? Opportunities, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I had to laugh because... He's my kind of guy. Last night, uh, there, there was this whole thread going about flamingo i think betty started it with the bed with the uh, uh female boxers with the flamingos on them and all this kind of stuff <laughs> so i found these shoes on ebay where the heel was the flamingo 
Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> so I woke up, I think it was like two o'clock this morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, stupidly pick up my phone and I'm going, whatever. So I hit Facebook. And what's the first thing that pops up in their advertisements are the flamingo shoes. <laughs> so course. the algorithms work. <laughs> uh, Lori said she missed that. I did too. Um, <laughs> Betty was saying, or I, I should say, Dolly was saying the flaming then flamingo bow ties, Betty. And Betty said purple mm -hmm. towels. But Gabriel looks better naked. But what do I know? And uh, she said, Gabriel just doesn't know how painful it is to wear those shoes. No, he doesn't. And I said, and Dahlia says, don't forget the mesh tights that go with it, Pam. And well, I was thinking uh, that's why Jul he off offers to massage Julia's feet. Uh, because he has that sensitivity to knowing. It needs more than knowing. a massage to my feet <laughs> in those shoes. <laughs> I'm telling you that sometimes you can get a pair of heels that don't hurt your feet, though. I've had them. It's kind of mythic, I know. But they are does. mythic. I've, I've never had the spiked heels mm -hmm. that were comfortable. Um, but I've had chunky heels mm -hmm. that I've worn that have been very comfortable and I've never had a problem with. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. But, but sp I, ca so. I cannot wear <laughs> I'm sorry I missed all the flamingo fun last night. Yes, well. So I, I think flamingos are going to be an ever, uh, are now part of the uh, firmament of, yeah, of fantastic of. <laughs> Gabriel's Inferno, Gabriel series references, or SR references, oh, yes. really. SR references. Along with the hankies uh, yeah. and the purple towels. Yes. And the foxes. And the foxes, of course. Betty says, well, I have to because after one hour wearing those shoes, I'm ready to crawl and beg God for forgiveness for whatever sins I Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Betty. They are, are so the funny. punishment for any mortal sin you've created. <laughs> Honest to God. Anyhow. Oh, my gosh. As you can tell, I don't wear heels too often, if ever. If We've I digressed. <laughs> I, I do, but not as much as I used to. Oh, in part because since I'm consulting, I work from the house a lot, um, and I don't have to dress up as much. Um, so, but I will I will pull out a good pair on occasion. I I, I I pull them out for the premiere. You did for Dirty Sexy Saint premiere. I need I needed to bring my A game. I thought I did good with those shoes. They were fun. I'm glad you wore them, and not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they did not. I, I was afraid since it's been a while. I thought I'd be in a lot of pain. I was not at all. I had fun. But I think I was so excited, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I so. you know, with with my knees, anything mm, no. over the quarter of an inch is <laughs> too much. Yes. No. Right. Protect protect the knees. Protect Protect yourself and take care of yourself. That's the key. Lori says, I used to run in heels if I was late for work. I wonder how I, now how I ever did that. I know, Lori, right? Uh -huh. Betty said, yes, men invented <laughs> heels. Only they would torture us with those shoes and tell us we actually look sexy with them while we bleed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, know? I can remember that. I can remember Truth. this one night Franco, at Frank's, Francesco's mm -hmm. restaurant in White Plains, New York. Great Italian mm -hmm. food. 
Mm. Um, I was at the bar and, and, but, you know, a bunch of guys that I knew and with, with it, you know, we were a lot of people of us and we got to talking about heels. Oh, but they make a leg look so great. Blah, blah. I said, well, I have some in my car. So I ran out to my car and I got them and put them on and see how good they, I'm like, would you like to wear them for an hour? Would you like to wear them for five minutes? Exactly. The mm-hmm. the balls of my feet were burning. Oh, just mm. in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. Yeah. Well, I think I because I've, I've danced all my life, I'm used to being on my toes. I ha- That helps mm-hmm. a little bit because I'm used to having to be up like that, the weight distribution. Mm-hmm. But it's really not good to, to wear them for a long period of time. They're just yeah. not not conducive to your body. Well, yeah, and my other the only problem way is, to is wear I... heels is of the guy, if the guy wears them too. That way they know how That's we right. feel. That's I right. like that. Shoe equity, Betty. Shoe equity. The, well, the other the other problem I have is I tend to pronate mm. on the oh, yeah. outside of my heels. Mm-hmm. And a lot, you know, when you've got the real thin heels, that thing goes out from under you. And oof, that ankle, <laughs> I, I've sprained a few times mm. with that. No, so. thank you. So, I can't believe we're still in Chapter 60 because it's been, you know, we are now getting into our fourth uh, our fourth discussion on the chapter, but it is a long, action-packed um, tour de force mm-hmm. that SR writes about. Um, and I can't believe we're so close to the end of this book. I'm a little shocked by that. I know. I know. I... I love these characters. I don't want... They become so much a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Like old friends. You're always, always rooting for them. <laughs> trying to make things be be good for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he says, if the man is willing to carry us around everywhere we go, then sure, I'll wear them. Other than that, flats or sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Lori says it makes yeah. her sad that we're I know Lori, but hopefully SR is going to write more of Nicholas and Acacia's adventures. That's what I'm hoping True. for. That's what I'm hoping too. So speaking of the man himself, uh shall we share any uh some of the updates that SR shared with us? Sure. This week? He he really didn't have a lot. Right. To be honest with you. Um, you know, he just wanted <laughs> to make sure that, Because there's so much you know, going on. Everything's in process, I think. I, I know. And I think for him, it's in a lot more in process than we, we understand. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that the, um, he, he wants to make sure that, you know, Gabriel's Promise is out there. And that everybody enjoys reading it. And that, that will keep us up to date a little bit on what's going on with Julia and um, Gabriel and his neighbor Leslie and <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth the teacher that has uh, kind of grabbed Paul's attention and you know so that kind of stuff so spread the word it's such a good story it really is a good uh, story really really truly um, I think yes. we need to keep keep getting that word out because I think we also um, 
want him to be able to have that made into a film. Do mm-hmm. Dolly says, I'm currently reading it and loving every bit of it. I know, Dolly. It's oh, it so is so good, good, isn't it? It's so good. I finished it this week. Did I? I didn't tell, oh, I didn't announce that to everybody. I finally finished it. I was savoring every word. I did not want it to end, so I kept dragging it out. Um, mm-hmm. Lori is reading it right now, so we won't do any spoilers. No spoilers. Right. Um, Betty says, I love Elizabeth. I'm going through her playlist. And uh, Dolly said, SR has a way with his writing and shaping characters that are everlasting. You know, Dolly, I'm hearting that. That is so true. And, you know, I I wrote that to SR about how, um, you know, just the character evolution to me was so just so touching and spectacular in in mm-hmm. promise it just shows their growth and you know it really is a beautiful way to continue the story i just loved it i really loved it um and it i you also know from reading it that this is truly a gift for the fans it is in my opinion it, it, it's it's it really um it's really sr's love letter to his fans so I, I just think it's great. And, Karen says her mom loved it, and we had great mm-hmm. discussions. So I finally can discuss it with you, Karen, now that I finished reading it. <laughs> I would like it. I would love it if my sister would pick it up. But my sister, uh, sister's reading habits are more into the mystery and crime mm-hmm. genre. So. Oh, and I have to say, I just saw that Jean Ann joined us. Hello, Jean Ann. Hi, Jean Ann. Ann. Good morning. Happy to see you today. We were just talking about Gabriel's promise and how wonderful it is. And I shared that I finally finished it because I kept um, stretching it out. I didn't want it to end. And um, Dahlia and Lori are in the midst of reading it, so no spoilers. Um, Dahlia said uh, he humanizes the characters in such a manner that makes them relatable. And I think that's very true. And I and think know, it is a great is gift so, for the fans. So terrific about it is um, the way he has incorporated William and into the story, and Nicholas into the story. So, yes. and so one of one of the things you know, we were talking about it, he gave the list of time-wise from the stories what the order would be, and of course it'd be. Inferno, uh, Rapture, and Redemption. Mm-hmm. Then Gabriel's Promise. I'm sorry. Then the Prince. Then Gabriel's Promise. Then the Florentine series, and then the Man in the Black Suit. So you know, it's it, it just the way it goes along. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Uh, Betty's saying she misses Willie. I know. I, I might. I might have to restart the Florentine series. It's been a while. Karen said she read the ARC ebook and the paperback. Um, Karen, you are the consummate uh, consummate fan. Um, I actually want to listen to the ebook. Uh, I want to listen to the audio book. I have not done that yet. It's good. Um, Hi, Monica. I heard it was really good. Monica, hello. Welcome. I'm so glad to see uh, you. We were yeah, just talking the, about the, 
Gabriel's Promise Did. and some people are still reading so no spoilers um, and, but he says Willie needs a lot of love so he doesn't hurt the professor <laughs> that's funny that is funny so you know we're in the midst of Gabriel's Promise people are you know share if, if you have gifts and to book lovers you know maybe gift them a book um Karen says Gabriel and William crosses in the prince and some extras in the Gabriel books. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we get a little bit that of William love, but we need a little more William, I think. We do. Um, we do. And, and a filming of Rapture is proceeding. I haven't yes. been on social media much this week. Uh, did, did, is Julio and Melanie, uh, have they recovered from their illnesses uh, I yet? Think they're, I think they're finally recovering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He uh, he was pretty sick there for a few days, from what I from what I could tell. Oh uh, yeah, no. I'm sure there's some really nasty things going around. Um, and of course, now we have the new coronavirus that's uh, going to be hitting the globe. So um, just oh yeah, that's going to be fun. Be safe, friends. Um, be safe is right. Lori says spoilers Wash don't bother me. I will still love reading it. Betty said the audiobook is good, but there are a few lines Robertson reads and just makes me miss Morgan. I know. I'm really, I have to say, Betty, you know, having him read um, The Man in the Black Suit was great. And the, the final chapter, the final book in the Florentine series. But for me, having to listen to the Gabriel series without Morgan, it, I, I'm a little hesitant just because I loved I just love those audiobooks so much, and I I know it's going to be a little hard. It is <laughs> for it me, be. but you know because I loved I, John. I loved his reading John of, Morgan, of those yeah. books. Yeah, I but I learned, but I I decided that when I was listening to it, that I was going to mute out the way John Michael Morgan said things. This way, mm -hmm. I could hear the book. Um the best I could yeah and it, it helped I mean he did a great job don't get me wrong but yeah there, yeah. there is a difference but yeah well I'm, I'm just gonna go with it um yep. oh and thank you Karen Karen said the whole crew actually w were sick and they're actually gonna be filming this Sunday well, well you know that makes me want to jump in the car because <laughs> for those listening um I'm located about what three hours from Syracuse, yeah, three, four hours, mm -hmm. three, three and a half hours, um, Harrisburg to Syracuse. So the fact that I'm not close to that set just drives me crazy. I want to just drive up there all the time and mm -hmm. hang out with the cast cause, and the crew. I, they were so gracious. Um, I did repost a picture this morning mm -hmm. on my own Twitter account, um, a picture of Julio with the tattoo. Oh, very nice. And I have to yes. look at that. Yes. Yeah. And I'm that laughing. Was from his. <laughs> How uh, was it? Uh, what you call it? Feed. His Instagram. Oh, on his feed. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. No, I'm. I. You know what? I'm not going to play with my phone for fear that I'm going to do something and disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> but I will look afterwards. Um, Karen's cracking me up. She says she's ready, um, uh -huh. <laughs> meaning she's ready to go up. Um, 
Monica says uh, Robertson does try, um, and he's good, and I think he was careful about it, which makes sense. Uh, Dolly was wondering if there are any audiobooks done with both male and female voiceovers. I not and I, none not, of SR's not books. Um, I'm not sure if other other authors do that, but it would be kind of cool uh, to Some hear that. Do. I I think the mm-hmm. Mister was actually both. Oh really? Oh, I haven't I listened to that. I, I think I'll have to. Go. I haven't listened to it for a while, so I'll have to. I'll have to check it. Yeah, Betty. Betty said when she read the book, she hears Morgan's voice. So she, when she listened to the audio, she tried to embrace the difference. <laughs> and she said, "My palsy ballsy is sick. I need to fetch him some soup." Exactly. Lori said she saw uh, Julio's down in the downhill trailer. I had to go back and watch again. You know, I was looking for him in the downhill trailer. Um, for those of you who may not know, Julio is going to be in a movie that's coming out soon, featuring uh, February fourteenth. Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. He's coming coming to the big screen just for us for um, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a a star-studded cast. I think good for him. That's a great placement. Um, I can't wait to see it, actually. Yeah, they're calling it a dramedy. Yep. Um, Dolly, I can't wait for this movie to be out. The trailer looks hilarious. And actually, um, Julio got a very good write-up in Variety on his part. Oh, great. I'm telling yeah, you. really did ladies a nice write-up. and gentlemen, whoever is listening to this podcast, I have said this several times before, Julio is going to blow up. He is, and in, in, in the best way, I'm, what I'm saying is he is going to, this is going to really um, launch and jump his career. He is going to, I feel like he is going to become a worldwide tour de force. You heard it first. That's yes. my opinion. I think I think being this role is going to prove his acting chops. The mm-hmm. in in Gabriel's Inferno, and he's just so fantastic. And the fact he's getting up these other roles in Hollywood with major stars, I just think he's gonna. I think his career is gonna take off, and I wish him the best. I hope so. Because he his works. Sake. If there's anybody who deserves success. It is that man because the the amount of energy and passion and dedication he has to his roles, I I will forever be in awe of his his mm-hmm. performance. I'm I, I I just I and 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 frankly very grateful because he is really doing this to be true to the book and he knows mm-hmm. the fans care about it so much. So and he's working so hard with Tom. Yeah, um, it's incredible. I know. I know that there are a couple of detractors mm-hmm. on the SR's um, Fox 10 who I'm not going to know until I hear his voice in an American accent mm-hmm. and going on and on and on. And I, I know it's gotten uh, some, a couple of people upset about that, but um, he, he really has been working so hard at it and I think he I think he's done a great job and the way he pronounced angel fucker <laughs> this was fantastic yes. um yeah yeah and and so. uh, just back to the audiobooks for a second Helena Hunnings uh, puck series apparently and the mr. Jean Ann said the mr. by E.L. James both have 
male and female voices. Mm -hmm. um, so Dahlia, those are ones you could check out. Um, I have not listened to either one of those, so that would be cool. Monica I, says I dual narration is the best. I would love that. Um, Karen said she saw the trailer in the theater. Really? Oh, my gosh. That's where I she saw She said he is, he is hot. Oh, my God. I can't imagine on the big screen. I think I'm going to lose my mind. Very exciting. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a little bit fuzzier than Gabriel is at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But, He's, he's going to be styled much differently than uh, this. Yes. Um, some authors so, and, uh, do, um, they have the male and woman chap read the chapters individually, not together. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Dolly says, he's got talent, not just looks, and he seems smart about his choices as well. Lori agrees. He was a bigger deal in Europe than people thought. I believe he, that. Yeah, be, I believe that too. Um, I mean, and uh, it actually uh, reminds me a little bit of Ricky Martin in a way, because in the U.S., you know, nobody really knew who he was, except, you know, a lot of the, the folks in the Latino community or people who paid mm -hmm. attention to um, the Latino community um, media and music mm -hmm. or remember mm -hmm. little Ricky from Menudo. But, you know, once he hit the Grammy stage, it, it was just like an explosion. And I feel like there's a similar thing his his core european audience knew him and loved him but i think he's going to elevate um to a worldwide uh, known entity which is exciting yeah I, i'm hoping it really does push him over that edge mm -hmm. this year i think it would be I great do. i do and the too. fact that we have him for all the three gabriel movies it's so exciting it's a good thing it's a good thing yeah Betty says, Julia's career can only go up from here. Gabriel's Inferno will definitely showcase his acting skills. And Monica says, I understand Julia is Gabriel. I was trying to make an album with a behind-the-scenes compilation, and I need more Julia. Yeah, and, and we hopefully they'll be doing more clips because Melanie is phenomenal. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yes, awesome sauce, as Karen says. I would love to see mm -hmm. that compilation, Monica. Um, Gene Ann says cool. on set he works so hard not even in the scenes he is right there with Tosca too very true Dahlia says he's working hard on his accent that's dedication and hard work I love that and Karen well, you know, agrees the other with thing that is... we, we can attest I mean anyone yeah, we who's there. visited the set, the set can attest and um, Dahlia says actually what Passion Flicks is doing with introducing talents from around the world adds a lot to their success I love how such That's platforms true. are shifting such industry. Very true, Dahlia. And, you know, I think that comes I mean, from Tosca's have... sensibility and the fact that she she is, um, you know, she has, I believe she has dual citizenship, doesn't she? I could be I wrong. Don't, that, that I don't know. That but, don't know. you know, South African, Canadian, um, yeah, she just has, um, she has that global sensitivity and mm -hmm. you know she also knows she will she will look for the talent that is right for the book and i just that's one of the things i adore about her and passion flicks um, yeah, and he has worked so hard yes yes and I, i'm excited to see what happens with uh, the this man series with jody ellen malthus i they haven't announced that yet did they did i miss <laughs> did i miss the reveal on who's no. gonna play jesse uh, no, that they haven't announced yet. Okay. But I know that so there was one I think they did earlier of her with her. And there was this guy. Mm -hmm. The Pyramid. Protector. 
the protector in German. Mm -hmm. I forget what his last name was, but he was. I actually liked him in that movie. He was good. I liked that film quite a bit. (laughs) Monica, (laughs) Jesse, three, three, two, two, one. Yes, I can't wait to see that. Um, Karen says all the other platforms are trying to catch up to passion flicks. Yeah, I I think uh, you know. I think they're game changing. They are, and because look how many movies have been nominated for Oscars this year from Netflix. Right. That, Absolutely. That just proves goes to show you that it, the industry is changing to a certain extent. No. So, um, the so, other thing that uh, it's <laughs> what else SR said. We, we really digress. Has, this yeah, we have. He has a, a <laughs> couple of chats coming up. Uh, he's got one with the Stargazers. I believe it's the 19th. Oh, that'll be great. And yeah, and uh, to, there's if you go onto our Twitter feed or onto Stargazers on Facebook, there there is a Google Doc that you can fill out for your questions. Because last time when he was on Argyle Empire, he got blocked out. So this way he wants to make sure that everybody has a question is out there and it goes well so. yes um as karen says fill out the google form and today yes. is the last day so if you want to get your questions in you um, do, do it, it today, today. <laughs> because right. it's february 1st ladies i can't believe it <sighs> i'm in a little bit of denial but you know day. what one month closer to the film coming out That's just true. saying just saying I'm right. getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> Monica says she filled out the, with the weird question, like the weirdo I am. Monica, <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact you do interesting questions. It, it's not the norm, and I think that's good. I can't now. I'm now. I'm curious what you asked, but I guess yes. I'll have to wait and find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Karen says I, I filled mine out too. Mm-hmm wasn't a question but it was a thank you to him mm-hmm. but yeah. nonetheless I think it's good so so shall we dig in ladies are you ready for a little Nic- Nicholas and Acacia time Karen, your question no questions are lame no questions are lame I disagree with your statement she says my questions are sometimes lame and Lori says, you're not weird, Monica. You ask great questions. I actually asked one, too. And Mon says, I, it's like I don't know what to ask. I get that. Well, I, I feel that's that, I would that feel that point. way sometimes. I feel that way sometimes with uh, uh, with just uh, doing chapter questions. You know, I have to really think about what it is we're trying to get to. Um, mm-hmm. And I see we have a few more joiners. Dana from our, Hi, our, Dana. Northern, our northern border. Hello from the Great White North, mm-hmm. and I'm excited that we just, I, I just saw I just saw Annette jump on here too, which is great. Ah. So hello, oh. hello. Interesting we were, we that were, Annette's actually, not we're... showing up as one of the listeners, though. I'm a little curious about that. Well, hello we from the Big just Easy, Annette. Talking about the Great White North. Yes, we were. Not not the peg, <laughs> but in Ontario. So I'm glad you guys could join us. Yes. Are you having some beignets this morning, Annette? Probably even too more too early for you to have that. 
still nursing, <laughs> still nursing the hangover from last night. I know you're, I, I know you're past that state in, in life. <laughs> and that says she's lurking. <laughs> I'm going for the beignets. <laughs> and, and Betty says it's time to save Nicholas, also known as the boss. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> so, so right now we are jumping <laughs> and that goes no and then she's maybe <laughs> I love it I love it um, so we're in the final part of chapter 60 and it's getting very intense uh, the team realizes that Kuznetsov knows where they are and he they notice that you know he looks. He leaves the house. He knows it'll cause a reaction, so he must have people in the hotel. Um, when asks that the incursion team be patched through into the surveillance on the boss to get ready for the extraction. So this is really intense stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, affirmative rules of engagement. Tell them not to leave a large footprint. From is what Rick said. They wanted it to be very quick and and very targeted so speaking into his headset he said copy that and rick uttered that they needed a diversion and ordered the security team to trip the uh security system in the compound uh so that would cause enough of a distraction to give their team a time to to get in and get nicholas so um and I'm looking in the chat room. Monica, I thought that was a really good uh, observance. Um, she's Betty said about Monica asking really good questions, and Monica says it's interesting to read questions from newbies who don't know SR's writing as well. It's a different perspective, and I, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And I also think that's why it's exciting. You have growing fan base and new fans coming in, um, and that's why I welcome the more the more the merrier, in my opinion because it's it's everyone has a different take because everyone has different experiences and brings a different perspective to, to the, the work table. so it's you know i think that's good so as we're looking um and going through this very intense period when is ordering when is following the orders um and akasia then turns to rick and says kuznetsov probably has nicholas but without involving law enforcement, they might not be able to tie the kidnapping to him. And Rick confirmed that the boss's safety was the top priority. And Acasio is concerned because she said, you really can't leave the artwork behind because if we leave the artwork behind, Nicholas would have failed. She was trying to find a way to tie the stolen art to Kuznetsov. And Rick said that they have two teams, the first going after the boss and the other coming here. Um, and he said, frankly, as he considered it, Rick was surprised they had not come after Acacia as well. And that image in her head, when he said those words actually triggered her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought this was very moving and intense in the way SR wrote this. She said, suddenly she was back in Morocco. She found it difficult to breathe. Rick takes her elbow, sits her down, and asks if she wants the nurse. And she, of course, being a Casio, declines that. No, no, I'm okay. He gives her a glass. Of, Steve gives her a glass of water, and she takes it with a shaky hand and has a drink. You know, Rick, I think, realized right away um, what happened. What was going you know, on? He, he, yeah. What was going on? And he suggested that she take a deep breath, 
but don't close your eyes. Look at what we are doing here. Look, you are here in this situation. Look what we are doing around you. And she fit, visualized her panic attack as a wall of water. He asked if she wants to go back to the suite and lie down, but she wants to help. Um, and Rick tells her that she should go um, and rest, and that they have this. And, you know, she kind of regroups. So we actually had asked SR about um, why was this uh, visualization of water overcoming um, Acacia. And SR said, for Acacia, a wave visualization is a common one for those who have dealt with trauma or anxiety. She also visualizes a wave when she becomes angry. So... Um, this is something that's very, very uh, true. And in the chat room, Annette says he knew what PTSD was, um, post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder, and how quickly it could affect someone. Um, yes, and that's something you his training never... would do. And well, as Annette's as son as is a newly, as a newly, newly minted Marine, um, oorah, Annette! Congratulations again on your son's. Uh, uh, becoming a Marine and being uh, passing through the training. Um, it's It's been a really, really uh, powerful recognition of what she was going through. So I thought that was a very smart way. Um, SR, of course, winds it up. Karen, have a great weekend. Karen's wishing everyone a great weekend. She has some cooking to finish up for family. Uh, dirty fill party this afternoon. <laughs> That's for um, Puxatawney Phil. Puxatawney Phil. So um, in, the, in this part of the country, and in, in this part of the United States, there's a tradition called Groundhog's Day. And if the groundhog sees its shadow, then there is six more weeks of winter. So and if he doesn't making, see his shadow, yeah, it's six more weeks till spring. <laughs> yeah. And Karen says she actually still gets affected by PTSD. I, it doesn't always go away. Um, Betty says, Karen, the goddess. Um, She's making my favorite breakfast. Yes. What was it? Buttermilk biscuits and sausage gravy. Oh, yummy. Roasted vegetable mm-hmm. salad. And now she has to finish um, dirt, which is a really fun dessert for kids in their gift baskets. That I is really the, I cute. saw the little baskets that she, little bags she was making yesterday. Yeah, check out Karen's Twitter feed to see all the goodness that she's doing. It's very sweet. Um, <laughs> Karen says, then we send the fox after him. That is so funny. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> getting back to the story. Um, Acacia accepts the water and she's saying you know but she's still focused on nicholas and she said we really have to get the artwork we have a tie we have to tie the artwork to kuznetsov that way the russian law enforcement can prosecute him um and we're saying goodbye to dahlia as well she's checking on her daughter um love joining you you here wishing all a brilliant saturday sending lots of love yes thank you have a good afternoon it's almost 5 p.m five in the afternoon your daughter does well yes it's 5, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., and where Dahlia is. So um, have a good afternoon and a good rest of your weekend. And Betty says, I think I would probably need a paper bag to help me breathe and relax while imagining the water wave. I, I'm sure she probably would have liked that. Um, 
So Rick was thinking the boss has a contact in Russian Interpol, but his hands are tied. He doesn't have legal grounds to search. And then this young woman who's on the team um, kind of interrupted the discussion and said, actually, you know, sure, we, we could do this. She introduced herself as Olga Ivanov. She is the Russian specialist. And Olga said Russian law only um, Russian law outlines that the law enforcement can go in if there's a suspicion of weapons on private pot property to justify the search. So we asked SR about that, and she, they asked, we asked, um, did you research um, Russian law uh, when you were writing this? Did you research about it? And he um, to come up with Olga's explanation, or was this creative license? And SR said he researched Russian law and Russian Interpol for the book, as well as did research on the road systems, etc. So, of course, SR never disappoints. Um, and he was in he, Moscow. Uh, he did, yes, he did travel to Moscow, and he did research on that, so it would be accurate. Um, so... You know, I thought that was was really smart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was going to see, going on from there, when so, you know, kind of got yeah. brought in, right? Because mm -hmm. he thought it was risky. Mm -hmm. And he said the video was eagerly illegally obtained and Kuznetsov uh, could change, char you know, challenge the search. You know, and Olga countered that if Interpol sold the footage to a security breach and because they would bring out the guys with the weapons that could move them in. So he called the incursion team to trip up the security system and if uh, so that they could get the men out of the compound and then that would not be an illegal wiretap. Uh, Acacia asked to please try it and uh, so Rick nodded to win and when told Chris to get eyes on the compound so they could get footage for their response. Chris agreed and then when, when asked for a location of Nicholas he was still in Moscow on the M9, the Balt which is the Baltic Highway, headed towards Latvia. And with possible de designations were settlements of Golievo, Novia, and Vronsky. Uh, so Dave told him that uh, Kuznetsov's convoy had disappeared. Uh, several of the side streets didn't have any of the uh, CCT cameras. And Betty actually has said she's always surprised by how much research the boss does. That's why he writes these scenes so realistically. Yeah. And Monica agreed with that. Yeah. I mean, pulling those names of the towns. I mean, he really does pay attention to detail, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. Which is why, yeah. So he's, he said it was researching on the road systems, etc. Now, if it had mm -hmm. been my brother-in-law doing the research on the road system, he would have been gone into... Google World or whatever it is. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how Google my brother. Earth. 
Google Earth. That's how my brother-in-law travels to different countries. Oh, well, I've been to France. Uh -huh. okay. So, when instructed that they start pulling up aerial views of the settlements, but keep an eye on the convoy. So when turned to Nicholas and Acacia to tell them the good news that Nicholas was on the M9 and headed west, and it was in the general direction of, uh, <laughs> I love these names, <laughs> Bervica, which is the general direction of the compound. And the incursion team would not be far away. So Rick asked if the security system had been tripped. And so when went and asked uh, Chris for status, he responded, not yet. He told them to breach the security by draw and draw the men out. And they needed to get the hell out of the way. Since Nicholas was traveling toward them, they should be able to catch up. Uh, affirmative when speaks into the headset. And then Acacia asks for her cell phone. <laughs> I'm just going to call. No. So, um, she, she also asked what name Nicholas was using with the Interpol contract. Rick told her it was Pierre Breckman and asked why. Uh, she said she wanted to speak with the Interpol agent. So now one's looking at Rick and it's like, yeah. Acacia uh, frowning told him that she speaks Russian. And I know about the stolen art and she saw the stolen art uh, she had seen the, the photos of Kuznetsov's uh, vault Rick warned her that it may not be a good idea she was under a lot of strain and the excursion team uh, poised to trip the security system uh, let's see what they can do first and she said that she would wait a few minutes but she wanted to talk to the contact but first, she was going to call Paris. Mm. Mm -hmm. So dun, dun, Rick dun, thought dun. that, it, yeah, thought it was the wrong move. <laughs> we need to work with the Russians. Acacia is, you know, is telling him that the French might be able to help. And she explained that uh, he had told her that Nicholas's contact wasn't able to help. Maybe the BRB can persuade him. So who do you think she's calling? Mm -hmm. Poor lovelorn Luke. So uh, as Rick frowns, is asking uh, if she's going to call him. Uh, she nodded, and he's like, well, he's not going to be able to help us. Cassie counters that, that uh he knew the agent working on the Matisse that had been stolen from the Musée de Modern. Modern. Mm -hmm. And it was in Kuznetsov's vault. It would be the best to leave that they have had in years. But Steve warned her, returned her cell phone, and, and she took the phone to the far corner of the room and she dialed Luke's number. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know. This just makes you hold your breath. Luke's voice was cool. Have you come to your senses, he asks? <laughs> I mean, he just puts it right out there. And, I know. And by, 
And by the way, I did pull up the Google Earth link, so I'm I'm sharing it with you for where they are right now in this uh, okay. in the story. <laughs> your your brother-in-law's uh, way of traveling. I thought, oh, that would be fun. So um, <laughs> it was taking a while to load, but I just I decided I would share it with you guys. Um, okay. And I love Betty said Akasi is one smart cookie. Annette agrees. She wants to be her when she grows up. And Betty says, I need to learn how to kick ass like Akasi, and I need to learn how to use spoons like Akasi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lori's laughing at Betty. That is hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, and, and Akasi is pulling out all the stops. So, I mean, calling Luke is just one of the things in her arsenal. Um, Have you come to your senses? He asks. Acacia closed her eyes and told him this was an emergency. And then his tone changed and he became alert because I think he was a little snotty when, she, you know, he was a little snide and a little frustrated, you know. Mm -hmm. I think he's very frustrated with her and I hurt. Think so too. I think he's frustrated. I think he's hurt. I think he's confused. You know, I feel for Luke. I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke, Luke is having the angst that Paul has for Julia, I think. In very different ways. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, you know, when he heard the word emergency, he perked up. Um, he became alert. He, he, was, he was truly concerned for her. Where are you? She faced Rick and the rest and told, you know, a, a, because how embarrassing to be talking to your ex-boyfriend in front of a whole team of security um, people. Mm -hmm. um, and she said she's in Moscow and Luke asked what she was doing there and she said it's a long story they had found the missing Matisse the one stolen from the Musée d'Art Moderne she said it's here um, there was silence on the other side and she said Luke are you there because she started to panic she didn't hear any response or reaction and you know he's like is this a joke you know do you and your boyfriend make up games for laughs? And I think that threw Acacia quite a bit. You know, um, I think Luke was anticipating, of course, now I have all these questions for SR as I'm reading this again. Um, I couldn't of think of anything when I um, sent him questions on this chapter. But, you know, I wanted to kind of get a sense of what's going on in Luke's head at this point. Um, Acacia told him, no, this was not a joke. I called you first. Um, but uh, the security team is also calling Russian Interpol. Um, and Luke says, tell them I said hello. So Luke was really put aback. I think when she started talking about the missing painting, he was like, this isn't an emergency. You know, I think mm -hmm. he thought she was in physical danger. And I think that was what caught him off guard. Um, and... <laughs> Betty said this was he was acting so annoying and insensitive. Paul would never act like this. I totally agree with you, Betty. <laughs> I Paul would never act like this. He wouldn't act this rude to Julia. Um, so Luke said, you know, Luke was being a little flip and say, "Well, oh, tell Interpol I said hello." And she said, "Wait, don't hang up." Luke huffed and told Cassia that she is trying his patience. And this is where Acacia put it out there. And she was kind of doing the, the pleading at this point. She needed his help. The man who has the Matisse is Sergei Kuznetsov. He's Russian mafia and no one will touch him, not even Russian Interpol. 
Akasia heard footsteps and a door closing. So she, you know, she's listening and you can visualize because of the way SR writes this scene that um, Luke was walking away from wherever he was, closed the door, went into a quiet room and he said, Cassie, this is not my jurisdiction. Um, I wasn't, he wasn't even assigned to the Musea case. And Cassie said maybe he could speak with Philippe, who was the person who was. And Luke made an exasperated noise. She then heard fingers typing and asked what else he could, she could tell him. So I always, I took that as a really positive sign because, okay, now he's taking what she's saying seriously. He's looking things up or writing these notes to share with his mm -hmm. team. Um, so I think kudos for Acacia for having, you know, having the gumption to give Luke a call um, after mm -hmm. the way they ended things um, because she really was pulling out all the stops to, to get Nicholas to safety and to achieve the goal of getting the art back. So Acacia told him that they had hacked into the vault and had a video of other stolen works of art. He asked her to send it to him. He gave her his BRB email address, and then she handed that to Wen to send off the link, and she listed the files to send to him. She told Luke they were sending uh, the files as she spoke, but she needed him to do something right away. There was silence. And he told her he could not do anything immediately. They'd have to coordinate with Russian Interpol as well as local law enforcement. It could take days or weeks. Um, yes, Annette. She has big cojones. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, Acacia told him that they don't have that kind of time. And you can imagine at this point she's really kind of desperate um, and frantic. And, you know, Luke was like, why isn't your boyfriend handling this? And this is where, you know, this is where it all comes out. Mm -hmm. um, she barely could keep a saw back as saying, he was kidnapped from the hotel and Kuznetsov has him. She has remained with the security team. And he said, Cassie, you got to just call the police. I'm in Paris. What does she expect him to do? Um, she told him she was expecting his help, not for Nicholas's sake, but for hers. And she was asking him, please. I mean, Acacia goes straight. She goes straight to it. She's like pulling oh, yeah. out all the, every, every, every favor she ever did for him. She's pulling um, in all of her tits. But he says, I understand Luke was worried he might get in trouble if he gave erroneous information again. But to me, it felt like he would have acted differently if Nicholas was calling seeking help to rescue Acacia. Totally agree, Betty. Totally agree. Because Luke wants Acacia. He doesn't want Acacia. He doesn't want anything Nicholas. to do with Nicholas. Right, right. Um, Annette agrees with that assessment. So, you know, I, you can I, you can see Luke. I, I, you know, again, I can visualize this how it's going to play out on the screen, and you can see him weighing this: do I or don't I? And he acquiesces and tells her he will look at what she sent him. If it seems credible, he will pass it along to Philippe. And he understands her boyfriend's in trouble, but there is nothing he could do about that. And Acacia asked if he could call Russian Interpol, and he said no, but he would look at what she sent him. But he was not going to put his ass on the line. He was not going to stick his neck out. And why, Acacia asks, because I don't have my head on straight? Her temper was balancing on the knife's edge. And... 
you know, she was really, he, it, it, it was just getting very heated and Luke knew he was out of line and he apologized. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm sorry, you know, I really should not have said that. This was his career. And after what happened last time, cause he already, you know, he already played this game and he already got burned. He did and not want to put his career the on the line. Time. That's right. He pulled out all the stops the first time and it was for not. And, um, you know, Cassia's like, look, this isn't about your career. This is about his life. Luke told her to call the police and the embassy, report the kidnapping. And Cassia's like, fine. And she's about ready to hang up. Um, I, can, her, I can just imagine can her saying that? that. Yeah, oh, because yeah. I've, I've done that. Yeah. Fine. fine. I do that with arguments with my son these days. <laughs> yeah, fine. Goodbye. And he was like, wait, you know. Again, I, this would be really a great scene on film. Luke said he would look at what she sent him and would see what she could do, but he was not making any promises. She thanked him and hung up the phone. Acacia held the phone to her head. Time was running out. And she just wasted precious time on someone she thought she could, who could help her. She would never make that state, that mistake again. Um, yeah, as Betty says, thanks for nothing, Luke. Um, yeah, really. But here's the thing. Okay. Not that I'm being the Luke defender, but he could definitely help with the Matisse. <laughs> he could definitely help with getting this information out. But truly, I do agree in the fact of what could he do to help Nicholas immediately when he is sitting in Paris? Um <laughs> He's not a flamingo. He's not a flamingo. <laughs> Nicholas, not a flamingo. Good, Monica. What an arse. Monica, you're so funny. Definitely not the flamingo. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. I guess calling it Russian Interpol, but I don't think Russian Interpol would help if they if the guy is tied to the mafia and has some of the Interpol people in his back pocket. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, he does. So, I don't know. I, I think I think Acacia needed Luke to be supportive and to try and help him, her as much as possible. And I think the fact that he was acting really salty and angry and petty and jealous made her react that way. <laughs> as Beyonce says, middle fingers up, put it in his face. Tell him, boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we all love you, Betty. That was pretty Oh, good, yes. <laughs> yes. But still, the fact that he was going to do something is better than nothing. But as Betty says, Acacia needed a friend, not an angry ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he could have he been Paul-like and been supportive Manned and helpful. Up. Manned up. Because Paul, I love that about his character. He just, you know, he acts respectfully and is kind. So, I mean, that is one heck of a way to end that chapter. I mean, yes, it's kind of Exciting. you're on the edge of your seat. What's going to happen? So, it's it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. It's it, really going to be get good. More exciting from this point on. A roller coaster. I don't know if I can handle yes. much more excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and that says, man thinks with the wrong brain. Damn him. <laughs> yeah, I think that's common in the male gender anyway. Uh, true. <laughs> no truer words were spoken. That's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a story. SR, SR really does write some great yarns, doesn't he? He does. And, and, and Betty says, that's why I love Paul. He always puts Julia's needs above his team Paul forever. Hashtag. Yes. <laughs> Until he meets Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. Uh, I can't yes. wait. But um, I, again, I've said it before. I've said it again. I really am hoping SR writes more tales of Nicholas and Cassia. He's got a file. Um, I know he has a file. And he's writing, <laughs> if I recall, right? I mean, he's still, he is writing yes. in the midst of reviewing yes, scripts. Because my guess is now he's probably, I'm guessing, I don't know this because he didn't say this in the notes. Do you think they have a script for him to read yet for? Um, for Redemption? Redemption. Maybe yeah, not. That's a good They're question. probably working on it. But I know, sure. yeah, well, I rem I. I asked him, this was a while ago, mm -hmm. uh, about the script for Redemption. Mm -hmm. And I, I asked him if Mary was, was writing this, that script as well. And he said, yes. Yeah. So, and that was before Christmas. Right. Well, she's probably not done with it quite yet because they're probably doing rewrites yeah. on Redemption now. True. Um, they're probably going back They're probably, you know, doing polishing um, mm -hmm. if, if needed, um, <laughs> Betty says, SR's files, the truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Annette asked Betty, if you love James's IG post, didn't you? We want to know, Betty. What did you think? She's, there's been a, a lot of interaction between um, James and, uh, Betty. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Betty says I'm following his Instagram account but I'm more of a Twitter person yes and uh, he's, he's more of a Twitter person with you too <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows where his fans lie he knows his yeah. true, he knows yes. his true his true tribe there was one that I saw last week that uh, I think and, Betty and, and had mentioned said he was about... on fire this week yes, yes he was uh, if if uh, Paul deserves his own story, so he responded back, yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry, James. If you're listening, we support that idea. Yes, we, we might do. have to do it. We might have to do a campaign around that. Uh -huh. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to check it out. Betty says, "Yeah, I yep. do too." Since you I do. wasn't on social. Paul needs his own series. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? That would be fun. It would be fun. I think so. She said, I will buy all the books. You're not alone. Will, there are a lot will... of fans of Paul. There um, are. Quite a few. Mm -hmm. More and more coming along. That's right. And the more That's Betty right. talks about Paul and how wonderful he is, the more fans he gets. Yes. <laughs> and also about how gracious james is in fact that i think is. james should read the audiobooks too um oh my gosh yeah james narrating oh, his own the paul books that would be great 
That would be awesome. Annette says he did the Facebook LinkedIn challenge. <laughs> Monica's expecting <laughs> a lot of rabbits on the lawn. <laughs> Monica, you are brilliant. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. I love it. Oh. I love it. But Betty but says he really Betty is says, kind and super nice. That's very true. And I, and I had to laugh because... Betty, I, I think when we were at the set, you had gone into the ladies' room, and back by the elevator, he was there, and uh, <laughs> the rest of us warned him about you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Doll, the Dolly Parton just be very careful. We did warn him about Betty, and then of course. <laughs> Of course, I'm the one sitting right next to him, and Dennis positions me there. And then James is like, "Oh, here, come down. You can take a picture with us." And I was <laughs> sitting next to J I was Melanie, who plays Julia, James, and then James is like, "Oh, come on down. You can have. You can sit next to me." Oh my gosh! I'm like, Betty's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were getting the evil eye. I know. Well, mm -hmm. let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm in awe of him I just I I am as attracted to him as I am to Julio I have to admit it yes they're both really really fantastic actors um, and you know just Betty. so kind and he is he is incredibly handsome Betty says as Noreen says you are dead to me <laughs> sorry <laughs> I couldn't help it I was in the right place at the right time what can I say you know he does live in New York Betty <laughs> I know, Betty. He's close to you. He is. <laughs> he does a lot of a lot of the uh, New York television scene. Yeah, yeah, he does. Just he was just FYI. great. I mean, he and Melanie, we were just laughing. It was great. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were fun people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so glad they're feeling better. <laughs> yeah, I know. Working when you're sick is no fun. No, and especially when you have to remember language dialects and mm -hmm. lines and movements and, you know, <laughs> having a sick professor. Betty said she she knows he lives in New York, but she wants to make sure she doesn't get a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh, ladies. This has been a great show. Yeah, and because of you and everybody who's able to join us this morning and participate, it was great. It was great to see familiar faces and friends that we haven't seen for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. Monica, man, I'm happy you were able to join us today. Um, so I and in full disclosure, my laptop just died, so I'm not on chat anymore. <laughs> but I'm still <laughs> online. Um, I didn't okay. plug it in. Well, the show went longer than than typical it today. Did. It did. So it did. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong. But that's with that. okay. So we will uh, catch up with you all next week, and hopefully, I'll be all moved into my sister's by then. I know. We'll have to hear. Uh, I can I can tell you exactly what what the room is. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, What's going to fit, what's not going to fit of my furniture, of what I have to put into storage, or do I just consign it? 
these are all things I have to think about. Anyway, I think we want to thank you all for everything. And, uh, oh, and I'm going to leave you with a Fiddlesticks tune. Yay! And it's, it's in honor uh, one of that they sing. I'm, I'm being back in throwing it over if you hear it in the background. So uh, we're going home for a rest. We'll see you all later. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I'm so sick from the drink I need hope